Hello, and welcome to episode 33 of the Dose of Joy podcast. I'm your host, Joy Huber, and I'm a stage four young adult lymphoma cancer survivor. As someone who's been there through a cancer diagnosis, years of chemotherapy, and side effects, including total hair loss, I'm here to guide you and your loved ones through cancer. Thanks for listening to this podcast, and thank you for sharing this podcast with others you know who are also facing cancer. May is Bladder Cancer Awareness Month. According to the Urology Care Foundation's press release, I'll share on the Dose of Joy podcast Facebook page, bladder cancer is the 10th most common cancer worldwide and the 6th most common cancer in the United States. As I said, May is Bladder Cancer Awareness Month, a time of year when the Urology Care Foundation, the world's leading nonprofit urological health foundation, raises awareness about bladder cancer and its prevalence around the globe and encourages the public to make direct, positive, and healthy changes in their lives to keep their bladders healthy. So let's begin by learning more about the bladder, renal pelvis, and ureter from Cancer.net. The bladder is a hollow organ in the pelvis that stores urine before it leaves the body during urination. This function makes the bladder an important part of the urinary tract. The urinary tract is also made up of the kidneys, ureters, and urethra. The renal pelvis is a funnel-like part of the kidney that collects urine and sends it into the ureter. The ureter is a tube that runs from each kidney into the bladder. The urethra is the tube that carries urine out of the body. The prostate gland is also part of the urinary tract. The bladder, like other parts of the urinary tract, is lined with a layer of cells. This layer of cells is separated from the bladder wall muscles by a thin, fibrous band. Okay, that's enough of that. Now let's talk about bladder cancer. Bladder cancer begins when healthy cells in the bladder lining, most commonly urothelial cells, change and grow out of control, forming a mass called a tumor. Urothelial cells also line the renal pelvis and ureters. 
cancer that develops in the renal pelvis and ureters is also considered a type of urothelial cancer and is most often called upper tract urothelial cancer. In most cases, it is treated in much the same way as bladder cancer. A tumor can be cancerous or benign. A cancerous tumor is malignant, meaning it can grow and spread to other parts of the body. A benign tumor means the tumor can grow but will not spread. Benign bladder tumors are very rare. The type of bladder cancer depends on how the tumor cells look under the microscope. The three main types of bladder cancer are number one, urothelial carcinoma. Urothelial carcinoma, or UCC, accounts for about 90% of all bladder cancers. It also accounts for 10 to 15% of kidney cancers diagnosed in adults. It begins in the urothelial cells found in the urinary tract. Number two, squamous cell carcinoma. Squamous cells develop in the bladder lining in response to irritation and inflammation. Over time, these cells may become cancerous. Squamous cell carcinoma accounts for about 4% of all bladder cancers. And the third one is adenocarcinoma. This type accounts for about 2% of all bladder cancers and develops from glandular cells. There are other less common types of bladder cancer, including sarcoma of the bladder and small cell bladder cancer, among others. Sarcomas of the bladder often begin in the fat or muscle layers of the bladder. Small cell bladder cancer is a rare type of bladder cancer that is likely to spread to other parts of the body. If a bladder tumor has spread into the surrounding organs, such as the uterus, vagina, prostate gland, and or nearby muscles, it is called locally advanced disease. Bladder cancer also often spreads to the lymph nodes in the pelvis. If it has spread into the liver, bones, lungs, lymph nodes outside the pelvis, or other parts of the body, the cancer is called metastatic disease. This year, an estimated 81,180 adults, 61,700 men, and 19,480 women in the United States will be diagnosed with bladder cancer. Smoking accounts for 47% of all these cases. 
worldwide an estimated 573,278 people were diagnosed with bladder cancer in 2020. After years of increasing the number of bladder cancer cases in the United States steadily declined by about 1% per year from 2009 to 2018. Among men, bladder cancer is the fourth most common cancer. Men are four times more likely than women to be diagnosed with the disease. In addition, incidence rates in white men are double those of black men. Bladder cancer mostly affects older people. About 90% of people with bladder cancer are older than 55. The average age people are diagnosed with bladder cancer is 73. Now let's talk about risk factors. Remember, a risk factor is anything that increases a person's chance of developing cancer. Although risk factors often influence the development of cancer, most do not directly cause cancer. Some people with several risk factors never develop cancer, while others with no known risk factors do. Knowing your risk factors and talking about them with your doctor may help you make more informed lifestyle and healthcare choices. Here's a few of the factors that may raise a person's risk of developing bladder cancer. Tobacco use. The most common risk factor is cigarette smoking. Although smoking cigars and pipes can also raise the risk of developing bladder cancer. Smokers are four to seven times more likely to develop bladder cancer than non-smokers. Age. The chances of being diagnosed with bladder cancer increases with age. More than 70% of people with bladder cancer are older than 65. Gender. Men are four times more likely to develop bladder cancer than women, but women are more likely to die from bladder cancer than men. Also, women may experience delayed diagnosis of bladder cancer. Race. White people are more than twice as likely to be diagnosed with bladder cancer as black people, but black people are twice as likely to die from the disease. Chemicals. Chemicals used in the textile, rubber, leather, dye, paint, and print industries, some naturally occurring chemicals, and chemicals called aromatic amines and others can also increase the risk of bladder cancer. Chronic bladder problems. Bladder stones and infections may increase the risk of bladder cancer. 
Bladder cancer may be more common for people who are paralyzed from the waist down, who are required to use urinary catheters and have had many urinary infections. Personal history. People who have already had bladder cancer once are more likely to develop bladder cancer again. Arsenic exposure. Arsenic is a naturally occurring substance that can cause health problems if consumed in large amounts. When found in drinking water, it has been associated with an increased risk of bladder cancer. The chance of being exposed to arsenic depends on where you live and whether you get your water from a well or from a system that meets the standards for acceptable arsenic levels. People with bladder cancer may experience these symptoms or signs. Sometimes people with bladder cancer do not have any of these changes. Or the cause of a symptom may be a different medical condition that is not cancer. Blood or blood clots in the urine. Pain or burning sensation during urination. Frequent urination. Feeling the need to urinate many times throughout the night. Feeling the need to urinate but not being able to pass urine. Lower back pain on one side of the body. Most often, bladder cancer is diagnosed after a person tells their doctor about blood in the urine, which can be a sign of several other conditions that are not cancer, such as an infection or kidney stones. One type of urine test that can find out whether there is cancer is cytology, a test in which the urine is studied under a microscope to look for cancer cells. Here's information for you on imaging tests that may be used to find out if the bladder cancer has spread and to help with staging. All of this information is from cancer.net, as of this recording, of course. Computed tomography, CT, or CAT scan. A CT scan takes pictures of the inside of the body using x-rays taken from different angles. A computer combines these pictures into a detailed three-dimensional image that shows abnormalities or tumors. A CT scan can be used to measure the tumor's size and to identify enlarged lymph nodes, which may indicate that cancer has spread. Sometimes a special dye called the contrast medium is given before the scan to provide better detail on the image. This dye can be injected into a patient's vein intravenous or given as a liquid to swallow. Before taking this test, patients should tell the staff giving this test if they are allergic to iodine or other contrast media. 
The intravenous contrast dye used in a CT scan can cause renal problems, so patients with any kind of kidney problems should tell the staff before the scan is done. Magnetic Resonance Imaging, or MRI An MRI uses magnetic fields, not x-rays, to produce detailed images of the body. MRI can be used to measure the tumor's size and to identify enlarged lymph nodes, which may indicate that cancer has spread. A special dye, called a contrast medium, is given before the scan to create a clearer picture. This dye is different than the one given for a CT scan and can be injected into a patient's vein. Positron Emission Tomography, PET, PET, or PET-CT scan. A PET scan is usually combined with a CT scan, called a PET-CT scan. However, you may hear your doctor refer to this procedure just as a PET scan. A PET scan is a way to create pictures of organs and tissues inside the body. A small amount of a radioactive substance is injected into the patient's body. This substance is taken up by cells that use the most energy. Because cancer tends to use energy actively, it absorbs more of the radioactive substance. A scanner then detects this substance to produce images of the inside of the body. Ongoing research suggests that a PET scan may possibly help find bladder cancer that has spread better than a CT scan or MRI alone in specific situations. Despite this, PET scans are not considered standard imaging for bladder cancer and are not commonly used for this disease. Ultrasound. An ultrasound uses sound waves to create a picture of the internal organs. It can help find out if the kidneys or ureters are blocked. This test does not require any type of contrast medium. As for treating bladder cancer, take time to learn about all of your treatment options and be sure to ask questions about things that are unclear. Also talk about the goals of each treatment with your doctor and what you can expect while receiving the treatment. These types of talks are called shared decision-making. Shared decision-making is when you and your doctors work together to choose treatments that fit the goals of your care. Shared decision-making is particularly important for bladder cancer because there are different treatment options. Surgery is the removal of the tumor and some surrounding healthy tissue during an operation. There are different types of surgery for bladder cancer. Your healthcare team will recommend a specific surgery based on the stage and grade of the disease. 
before surgery, talk with your healthcare team about the possible side effects from the specific surgery you will have. Then there's therapies using medication. Systemic therapy is the use of medication to destroy cancer cells. This type of medication is given through the bloodstream or from the mouth to reach cancer cells throughout the body, the system in systemic therapy. Systemic therapies are generally prescribed by a medical oncologist, a doctor who specializes in treating cancer with medication. Common ways to give systemic therapies include an intravenous or IV tube placed into a vein using a needle or in a pill or capsule that is swallowed orally. The types of systemic therapies used for bladder cancer include chemotherapy, immunotherapy, and targeted therapy. A person may receive one type of systemic therapy at a time or a combination of systemic therapies given at the same time. They can also be given as part of a treatment plan that includes surgery and or radiation therapy. The medications used to treat cancer are continually being evaluated. Talking with your doctor is often the best way to learn about the medications prescribed for you, their purpose, and their potential side effects and interactions with other medications. It is also important to let your doctor know if you are taking any other prescription or over-the-counter medications or supplements. Herbs, supplements, and other drugs can interact with cancer medications. Up next, some questions you'll want to consider asking after getting a diagnosis. Remember, I'll share an even longer list of questions for you to have on the Dose of Joy podcast Facebook page. What type of bladder cancer do I have? Is it non-invasive or invasive? What does this mean? If the cancer is invasive, does it involve the muscle? Can you explain my pathology report, laboratory test results to me? Here's some questions to ask about choosing a treatment and managing side effects. Do I need to start treatment right away? What are my treatment options? What clinical trials are available for me? Where are they located, and how do I find out more about them? What treatment plan do you recommend, and why? What is the goal of each treatment? Is it to eliminate the cancer, help me feel better, or both? What are the possible side effects of each treatment, both in the short term and the long term? How will this treatment affect my daily life? Will I be able to work, exercise, and perform my usual activities? 
And here's some questions to ask about having surgery. What type of surgery will I have? How many procedures of this type has the surgeon done? Will my entire bladder be removed? How long will the operation take? How long will I be in the hospital? Can you describe what my recovery from surgery will be like? Who should I contact about any side effects I experience and how soon? What are the possible long-term side effects of having this surgery? How will the surgery affect my ability to urinate? Finally, I want to guide you directly to some wonderful resources I found through the Bladder Cancer Advocacy Network, or BCAN. The Bladder Cancer Advocacy Network's BCAN's Survivor to Survivor program connects newly diagnosed bladder cancer patients and caregivers with survivors and co-survivors who have gone through similar experiences. This program matches bladder cancer patients with trained volunteers who offer a sympathetic ear and share their own experiences as well as insight about their own bladder cancer diagnosis, treatment, and survivorship. If you would like to be matched with a bladder cancer survivor, please call 301-215-9099 and leave a message in the general mailbox or send an email to survivor at bcan.org. So again, that phone number is 301 301- Two, one five, nine zero, nine nine. That's where you can leave a message in the general mailbox, or you can send an email to s u r v i v o r and then the at symbol b c a n dot o r g. They will match you to a volunteer, and all information is kept confidential. I'll also share on the podcast Facebook page this week a 56-page handbook to bladder cancer basics that you can print directly from the link I share. You can print the whole handbook or just specific pages as you scroll through and see what's of most interest to you. With that, I wrap up today's episode of Dose of Joy. Remember, you can email the show at doseofjoypodcast at hotmail.com. I encourage you to email if you have a non-medical question about facing cancer so I could possibly answer your question in an upcoming episode. I enjoy guiding you to specific resources based on your unique situation. 
Also, like the Dose of Joy podcast Facebook page to plug into the regular post, where specific links to resources highlighted in the show are shared. Until next time, I leave you with my heartfelt wish for a joy-filled life. I'm gonna laugh and I'm gonna cry. The world is waiting here for me. I can do more than just survive. I wanna see how far I can go. Watch me put my I'm gonna live